Welcome to the St. Michael Advent Podcast Series. My name is Mary Lesman, and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Advent is hope. May you be blessed for the Christian journey. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. A reading from John, chapter 7, verses 53 to chapter 8, verses 11. Then each of them went home, while Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning he came again to the temple. All the people came to him, and he sat down and began to teach them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, and making her stand before all of them, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. Now in the law Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now what do you say? They said this to test him, so that they might have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let anyone among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. And once again he bent down and wrote on the ground. When they heard it, they went away, one by one, beginning with the elders, And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, sir. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go your way, and from now on, do not sin again. Here ends the reading. Our gospel passage for today is the well-known story of the woman caught in adultery and brought before Jesus. It is somewhat shocking how well-known this story is because it is not read at all over the course of the three-year Sunday lectionary. The Pharisees have brought a woman caught in the act of adultery straight from the scene to the feet of Jesus. And they ask him, the law calls for her deaths by stoning. What do you say? Jesus bends down and begins writing in the dirt. It's a wonderful, unique detail, isn't it? I like to think Jesus was taking a moment to determine the proper response. He models for us the value in pondering, reflecting upon, allowing discernment versus shooting from the hip or the lip as the case may be, as we are so often prone to do. This is a test where the Pharisees hope to put Jesus in a bind. If Jesus agrees that the law says the woman should be stoned, and the Pharisees are justified in carrying out that punishment, Jesus will lose his reputation for love and mercy and as a friend of sinners. If he says that the woman should be pardoned, he'll be accused of encouraging folks to break the law, and perhaps even sanctioning adultery. After what feels like a long time, Jesus rises and says, Let any of you who is without sin be the first to cast a stone. As one by one the Pharisees and spectators drift away, Jesus turns to the woman and says, Has no one condemned you? Neither do I. Go and sin no more. As we unpack this story, I want to begin by contrasting the Pharisees with Jesus. The Pharisees' question to Jesus is an attempt to argue authority. The Pharisees see authority as judgmental and condemnatory. 
They believe their position as interpreters of the law gives them the authority to be moral watchdogs, looking for every deviation and descending on these with punishment. Jesus, however, takes a different tack on authority. For him, the aim of authority is to reclaim the sinner. Our God is a God of second chances. Authority which drives someone who has sinned to despair or resentment is a failure. The Pharisee's posture is punitive, while Jesus is restorative. More than this, the Pharisees deny the humanity of this woman. They drag her before Jesus and a crowd of onlookers, humiliating her. They care nothing for her other than as a pawn to be used to trap Jesus. They never even give her a name. Jesus' response, from beginning to end, takes into account the particularity of this woman in this situation. He sees her, he treats her with mercy, and he sends her on her way with hope for a new life. But here's what I believe is the biggest takeaway from our story. It tells us that God's forgiveness precedes our repentance. Many of us walk around with the belief that our forgiveness is contingent on our repentance. First I repent, and then God forgives. Only when I do a spiritual and moral about-face can I expect God's mercy. Yet, this understanding makes forgiveness contingent on our action. If our repentance is necessary for God's forgiveness, we've set up a kind of quid pro quo with the Almighty that diminishes God's mercy. But God's character and the biblical witness insist on a different understanding. It insists that we repent, that is, change direction, not in order to be forgiven, but because we have already been forgiven. In our story, Jesus asks the woman if any have condemned her. No one, she replies. She doesn't confess. She doesn't say, I deserve to be punished. Thank you for saving me. She simply waits to see how Jesus will relate to her, will engage her. And what he does is forgive her and then encourage her to repent. The ultimate example of God's forgiveness preceding repentance comes on the cross. Jesus asks God to forgive those who are crucifying him, not because they have repented and asked for pardon, but because he wants to break the chain of vengeance that has them in its grip. God forgives us because it is God's merciful and loving nature to forgive us. And when we are able to take that forgiveness into our hearts, to appropriate that forgiveness in our lives, that is when we are able to change direction, to become more and more the person God has created us to be. It is God's prevenient forgiveness that heals and empower us to repent of our failings and sins such that we are able to turn toward God with renewed hope. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O God of peace, who has taught us that in returning and rest we shall be saved, in quietness and in confidence shall be our strength. By the might of your Spirit lift us, we pray, to your presence, where we may be still and know that you are God. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.